help there all of our nieces, nephews, and non-binary familials. I'm your Auntie Ruth. And I'm your Auntie Gina. And, and we're, we're your weird, weird aunts. It's close. The show where we take a look at current pop culture and talk about how it connects to past trends and fads. This week, I don't know, this week, we are finishing our very, unfortunately, quick Pride Month. Um, yes. Which last we're striding. Time, we're striding. We're oh, we're gliding into Pride. Striding into Pride. Gliding into Pride. Riding into Pride. <laughs> Look, however you do it. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually, I mean, pride forever, but June is almost over, so. Um, last time we watched uh, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. This week we watched um, Jennifer's Body, starring the incomparable aye, 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 Megan aye. Fox. Mm. Uh, Amanda C. Is it C. C. Fried? Look, I actually looked this up, and I think it's Seyfried. Oh, shit. See, I was saying it's seafood. Seafood. <laughs> sea. Seafood. Amanda's seafood. Um, and then Adam Brody. And I just want to, like, shout out that Chris Pratt <laughs> is in this too for, like, five seconds. Yeah. Uh, so I'll give you the description. Uh, it mm-hmm. says, a newly possessed high school cheerleader turns into a s- succubus. <laughs> Why is that so hard to say? <laughs> when you, you are when you are one you can't you can't say it uh, that's right anyway she turns into a succubus who specializes in killing her male classmates can her best friend put an end to the horror the horror the horror <laughs> the horror the horror you know i don't wait is it horror horror is it i mean i don't think so i think she's helping <laughs> <laughs> if you want my opinion. What's the prob? What is the problem? Needy, what's the problem here? <laughs> I see nothing wrong. <laughs> no. I don't see nothing wrong with a little bit of demon possession. <laughs> <laughs> with a little suck your butt. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> Woo! Okay, really so Jennifer's it. body. Yeah. Now, if we, let's, I think we should take a little magic bus trip back to 2009 to start, if you're comfortable with that. Yeah, we can. I mean, I was feeling it the whole fucking movie. <laughs> it brought back a lot of unkind memories for me. Yeah. That wasn't a good decade for me. Um, the or, music, I don't know. That music. Yeah. And that movie was bad. Well, and that's the thing. I'm not, I look, I'm not here to judge because a lot of people, that was, that was their, that was their time. It was like they people, were scenesters. People that are very, very close to me, very close to me. That was their time. Yeah. I already and, had my time. You're right. I'm being bitchy. No, that's right. And look, I love, I love that about you. And <laughs> Not everyone does. <laughs> no, I, and that's the thing because, you know, I'm the needy to your Jennifer on this one. Mm. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was a hard decade for me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a, there's something culturally, there's a, a pendulum swing. And there so was. the 90s, yeah. there was this riot girl, you know, we were sort of reclaiming that sort of feminist movement. And I was, I was all about it. Oh, yeah. And then we go into the aughts, the double zeros, the new millennium. Yeah. And all what I assumed, we were all my feminist friends, that we that this was going to persevere. Yeah. It didn't. Not so. Not so. Mm-mm. The, you know, so that decade, and, and the reason why we're... The reason why I'm even bringing it up is because we talk about how, you know, these trends relate to past trends and fads. Is yes. that 
the Free Britney campaign mm-hmm. has, has still going. Shores. It's still going. And I remember when this movie came out, I remember what I was so excited for it because, first of all, Diablo Cody had just won an Oscar for Juno. Yeah. Karen Kusama was directing it. Mm-hmm. Megan Fox um, and Amanda Seyfried. These were all of these people were on the cusp of huge yeah. careers. It was a really good time, like cinematically. Um, right. I understand what, also like what you mean by it being on the cusp because there's like artistically there's so much really great stuff happening and going on, and um, like. It was like, oh my god, what's going to happen? What are we going to, you know? But it was like you were in it. You were right. in that You were in that time. Um, and it and, was a horror movie, yeah, right? But it was, and which is usually the domain of men, right? Mm-hmm. So this was a female-led, directed, mm-hmm. written horror movie. Which one does that ever happen? Right, so this was really exciting. Yeah. And I remember seeing it. And thinking it was fantastic. I loved it. And it bombed. Yeah. And it did not get the kind of reviews I thought it was going to get. I I thought somebody was going, somewhere was going to come and back it up. That did not happen. No. And I was like, how could I be so wrong? I don't, I don't know, but I know, I know what you mean, because I really liked it, too. And that was, like, one of those movies that it was, like, oh, I've got to go see by myself, because, you know, nobody I know is going to want to go see it. But, um, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. I loved, you know, the thing is that, that I really fucking hate is how much Megan Fox gets shit on. Just since she came out, like, in as an actress, as a human being, basically, she gets shit on so much. Well, I'm glad you mentioned it because <laughs> like I do with every movie, um, I went into a real deep dive on this one and there actually, there was a, like a 10 year reunion interview that they did with Diablo Cody right. and Megan Fox. And at the time, 2009, if you remember, like Megan Fox, she was kicked off the Transformer movies. Yes. And she was, like, reviled. Like, she got this huge, like, she was the one, she was difficult to work with. She was impossible. wasn't she being, like, sexually harassed or something? Oh, well, yeah. The truth. Well, here's the thing. So, on the Transformer films, they would have us believe that out of her and Shia LaBeouf, she was the problem. (laughs) Again, this is a very young woman we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And... Um, so yeah, she was the one that got the backlash for it. And she was on the precipice of becoming a huge star. I mean, she was a like, what, star. 20 or something? Yeah, she's a very young woman. Yeah. And this is, the, that same director, Michael Bay, had cast her at 15. And they couldn't even put her at the bar in the movie because she was too young. So they put her in a bikini under a waterfall. <gasps> I didn't know that. At 15. Ew. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, again, we had talked about, we talked about this, like, in The Wicker Man, like, where did Lily Sobieski go? Yes. But it's like, there's this period, and it's, again, this is not distant history, Mm-mm. where, like, the treatment of people like Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera, these very young women yeah. who were over-sexualized, mm-hmm. who... In her case, in Megan Fox's case, was like, okay, but this is my sexuality. Yeah. This is my body. This is my power. Right. And I feel like this is a bit abusive. And the moment she did that, because she was silent. She was cut out. She was. And so that movie, they, like, the feedback that they were getting from this, the studios, they were trying to market it to young boys. Which is crazy. Jennifer's body? Yeah. Oh. Which, of course, that's obviously not... I mean, and the reason that that movie has been resurrected, much like Jennifer herself, (laughs) is because it it speaks to young women. It's a feminist movie. 
yeah, I mean, we'll we'll get to the plot, but I just want to yeah. say it it it's interesting to me that like now that we're dealing with like Britney Spears and these sort of like how we dealt with misogyny and again this is not in the distant past yeah like it like diablo cody and karen kusama who is an amazing director like she did the invitation she does like premiere television shows now Mm -hmm. i mean but they their careers were totally set back after this movie but so jennifer's body um jennifer and needy who is Amanda Seyfried's character. Needy. I think that's a tip-off. I mean, okay, but at the beginning of the movie, did you see that paper with her full name on it? Yes. Okay. It's Anita. Anita. But nobody ever calls her Anita. It's always needy. Like, I'm needy and I'm needing a friend. Yeah. And she does. She has one. I mean, with friends like these, right? Yeah. But they, they're lifelong friends. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those, and again, one of the things that I really like about this movie is, and it's kind of like um, the same feel as like the Virgin Suicides, where mm-hmm. it's like this, a secret look into the, the girl world. Oh, Yeah. Because I definitely had friendships like this at that age. I mean, it's hard to explain what it's like, but it's all, it is a mind meld. I mean, I, yes, I, I loved them so much. Yes. And they very much formed the person that I became. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm sure it could be categorized like categorized as toxic but i knew it i mean i knew that at the time but like i mean those are your friends those are like your family and you know you like bonded over something and they were like best friends forever like they called each other sandbox friends right yeah and and, you know like at one point uh needy's boyfriend chip you know he's kind of a jerk about it, like wanting to know why she's always hanging out with Jennifer and would drop everything to go hang out with Jennifer. And Nadie's like, well, we have so much in common. And he's like, no, you don't. Right. And it's like, well, I don't know. That was annoying. Yeah, but you would know. You wouldn't really you would know. know. Like, how do you know? Yeah. And so what if they don't? Like, I don't know. Like, so we're friends, whatever. Get over it. Yeah, I mean, that. I think that, yeah, I don't like that. that he dynamic. wasn't even, like, the biggest creep or anything. Like, he was really sweet, but, like, I still hated it. So, like, at the very beginning of the movie, you know, Jennifer wants to go see this band because she thinks that the lead singer, <laughs> Adam Brody, yes, is so cute. Yeah. Adam Brody looks just like the lead singer to the Killers in this. I was just about to say that. They very obviously pattern this after the Killers. Yes. Yes. And so it did it it did not age well to me because I was like, oh, Ew. I was like cringing so hard. I think there's parts where you're supposed to be cringy, but like um, it, Yeah, no, and maybe that maybe that was the case, but I was like, ouch, this is embarrassing. <laughs> It's like the equivalent of like be like doing a hairband in the eighties. <laughs> like if Michael J. Fox was like rather than doing Chuck Berry, he had done like David Lee Roth. You were like, <laughs> oh no, that would have been so good. See, I have nothing. I have no problem with any of this. Oh no, 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 no. I mean, I don't like, think it's cringy at all. Cringe? Cool. What's, what? I don't know. It embar- I felt embarrassed because I was like, you know what I mean? Because I felt like he was loving it a little too much, and I was like, oh. Like this- <laughs> The, like, those rings, like those rings were a little too big. I was like, "Did you steal those from somebody's grandpa?" Like, I don't know. I just well, I hung out with the killers. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I just felt like he was loving it a little too. I don't know because he is he so was, snarky. He was really a singer, though. I think. I think maybe Adam that's Brody. why. Because I think that's maybe why. Did you ever 
do the thing that I still do to this day and like over research somebody that you really don't like. And or, no, I do not do that. Or really don't even give a shit about. Like you could care less about them, but maybe you have to go. I should have. So, <laughs> so I like I know so much about like I, I never watched that show. Um, the OC. The OC. Yeah, yeah. I never watched it, but like I know he was like like a musician or something. Heartthrob. He was the sweetheart, the the musician, the tender heart. Um, so I think like, you know, he was obviously a musician already. So maybe he was like, oh, I can sing. Let me be the singer in this band. So yeah, cocky for sure. I think you're right. I think he was leaning into it a little too much. Maybe and that I, was just I, him. No, that's what I mean. I That's what I mean. I felt like, I don't know. It felt so much of the time. Everything did. Yeah. Like, all no, of the outfits. Totally <gasps> the outfits were so bad. Oh, those coats. I mean, just... And poor, like, poor Megan Fox. And I'm sure, like, again... Like, I I think that the notes that they were getting from the studio, they were like, is there any way that you could crop that top a little more? And, like... Could you slow it down? Like, could anytime she was walking well, also, or swimming. I, you know what? I think part of it was, like, making fun of it at the same time. Like, on Diablo's part, I think it was almost... I hope so. I do. I, I felt like that anyways. Like, how um, there's that scene where Jennifer grabs Needy's boobs and is like, these are these are our weapons, you know? Right. <laughs> But then, but it's like not in the sexual like, way, yeah. No, and then Needy's like, "Well, um, Jennifer will allow me to show my tummy, but not my boobs. Boobs are right. Jennifer's thing." So I think it was kind of like a little tongue in cheek there. I don't know that it was all male driven. Mm, yeah, no, you're you could be right. I could be. It's never happened to me before, but no, 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 maybe. Um, and so, uh, Needy overhears them saying something about, "Oh, these small town girls—they're like so gorgeous, but you know, they're virgins." Like, I grew up in a small town, and so Needy believes that they won't want her if she's a virgin. Yeah, making a very common mistake, which is. Oh, they're looking for groupies when they're actually looking for someone to sacrifice to Satan. It just happened to all of us. I mean, I've been there, right? Yeah. Who hasn't? I've, yeah. I like show up to a party and I'm like, oh, wait, is, is this a, okay? This is a satanic thing. I am sorry. Wrong place. Wrong place. Or then I show up to another party with a chicken, like a live chicken. And I'm yeah. like, oh, this is not the satanic. Shit. I am again. You got your calendars mixed up. I am so sorry because there's a blood moon and I didn't know. And okay, this is so awkward. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm glad I look, I'm glad it wasn't me because yeah. if it was, I'm just saying they would have had a perfect sacrifice. No! Um, <laughs> no. I would have no, loved that. Nobody would have been interested in me in high school. Um, <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, like, 38-year-olds. Um, <laughs> like, always, the regular creeps. It's always the ones you don't want. No, I mean, like, yeah, the normal, everyday, like, totally illegal creeps. They were all over it. Like, I can tell you when I was going to Jason's Deli for lunch in high school, there were plenty of people. Because I wore a uniform. Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gross. Yeah. Anyway. That kind of goes with uh, all that, though, doesn't it? Yeah, Britney, the like that Britney Spears. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. But, um, yeah, but no other uh, high school aged anyone of any gender was into it. I'll just tell you that. But so they live in Devil's Kettle. Devil's Kettle. Which is known because they have a whirlpool. That you, if you throw something in there, it does not reappear. Right. 
which apparently I, I think some scientists actually found where it does reappear somewhere in 2016. <gasps> it's real? Yeah, it's real. <laughs> yeah, it's real. Oh. I don't think it's actually called Devil's Kettle, but it is a real phenomenon. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, it is real. Um, cool. But the point being is that... So they take her, the band... See, this is the worst... Oh my god. Mm, This scene is... So there's two... There's two scenes that, like, break my... Break my heart because... um, the first one is when Needy is begging her not to get in the van because they there was a, a fire at the bar that they're at and the band is trying to coax her to go with them and her friend Needy is begging her not to go knowing that she's in trouble, like that it's yeah. going to be a bad scene. Yeah. And she doesn't listen. And then she looks at her in the van and like the last look of of, you know, the human form of Jennifer. And like, I have so been in that situation Aww. where like, I bet I would beg, beg, beg. I was like, please don't go. Please don't go. You know? And like lost that fight, you know? And it like ended up being a terrible situation, but Which it wasn't like, this too. Oh my God. But when you're young and I have like, now that I have nieces and like I remember like I had a niece and her friend was in the car and I told them, you never leave a bitch behind. Never. <laughs> it's I was true. Like, I was like, I like That's- you have to promise me. But then the other scene, um, the actual sacrifice scene, um, where they sacrificed Jennifer. Yeah. Do you know, do you know what, like, is the most realistic part of that to me. What's that? Is how much of a, is such a joke. To them? Like, to the guys? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, and, and it's, I don't really know what it says about it. I'm sure you could probably delve deeper into it. But the, the fact is, is they thought they were sacrificing a virgin. Um, mm-hmm. When in reality, Jennifer was not a virgin. And she's so, not even a backdoor virgin. She's not even a backdoor virgin, according to her. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. Um, so uh, instead of dying like she should have. Oh, can I just say why they were sacrificing her? Jesus Christ. So because they were an indie band and there were so many indie bands around that were just like them, that in order to gain fame, they they were practicing. I don't even know what they were practicing, but they, they had some spell book, I suppose. I don't know, like Satanism, right. some bullshit thing. And, um, uh, they're supposed to sacrifice a virgin in order to become famous. Right. As a shitty band. Yeah. So instead she turns into a succubus because a demon possesses her. Right. Um, because she wasn't a virgin. Right. So she turns. She's dead? Right. Is she dead? Well, I mean, I guess she's... I mean, I guess it's like a sublet. Okay. So, like, she she's there, but there's also a demon, demon inside there as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think she's not happy. No. Um, and, you know, Needy knows, right, I mean, obviously, she shows up at Needy's house, which, <laughs> like, breaks my heart. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, it, it, it's not great, but <laughs> it, what I think the saddest part, and we get this later in the movie, but she says that after the sacrifice... She sort of blacks out, but when she comes to, she, like, the first thing, she's led to Needy's house, which is really sad, you know? Yeah. Um, and so Needy gets home and is like, 
hey, Jennifer, what's going on? And <laughs> she, like, tries to eat a rotisserie chicken. She She's opens like, up that fridge door like an animal. <laughs> And she's like, my mom got that from Boston Market. I'm not supposed to jump, jump, <laughs> But she's covered in blood. Jennifer's, like, covered in blood. Right. Yeah. Right. So and we're not. Needy's like, yeah. what? what? What happened? Are you okay? What's going on? You and, doing? Then, and then Jennifer just pukes up that Boston Market chicken. And black, well, I black don't know ooze. what. Black I mean, like, ooze. like venom style ooze. Yeah, totally. It's like it's got a mind of its own. It's like prickly. Mm-hmm. And Jennifer, I mean, and Needy is like, well, this isn't. This, this isn't, isn't normal. normal. Mm-mm. This shouldn't happen. But no. I still love you, Jennifer. I still love you. Look. And that's unconditional love. Mm-hmm. It may be, it may be a little bit toxic, but, um, if your friend comes over and throws up black ooze that has some sort of consciousness and you're still willing to work with it. You clean up that mess for her. You clean, you clean it up. She shows up at school. You're like, what's up? Okay. Hey girl. Okay. You feeling better? Yeah. And. You know, she show she's not affected by the fire. She's a little. She's mo- laughing it up. Mm-mm. No, she she's um a little more more cruel than she was. Yes. Um, which made me laugh. Right. No, I was fine with it, but um, I would have been like, well, we all cope in different ways. Hey. I mean, humor's my coping mechanism. I get it. Mm-hmm. The other thing too is that there's a there were a lot of things that I'm gonna say casual racism that did not age well. I think we've said this so many times. Like only until very very recently have people even tried to not do that. <laughs> it's just it's shocking to me. What like again? This was uh, what thirteen years ago now. Yeah, I there Twelve. were. I was just like, yikes, yikes. Yeah. <sighs> this is like yikes. Yeah. So I'm glad. I'm glad it made me uncomfortable because it showed a little. I guess growth, personal growth. Yeah. Um, so you know, beware of that. Movies never age well anymore. Because, you know, people didn't really... Oh, the R word. A lot. A lot of it. The R word was in this so much. I was just like, ooh, Like, ableist language all over the place. Like, within the first, I'm going to say five minutes, like, needy kicks a woman of color to where her teeth pop out. Yeah. I'm like, why is that necessary? Like, that, like, she was trying to help you. It it doesn't make, uh, it doesn't, it's not a good look. (laughs) We're going to put a woman of color in this movie, but she's going to get her teeth knocked out. Not a good look. No. Yeah, not great. Not great. Um, but that's just like one of dozens of, again, racist things. No. Yeah. I mean, language, not great. No. Um, but I, you know, this was, again, um, I meant to say this, or I don't know, at some point, but you have to remember. So this was that time period where, like, I think Tosh.0 and, like, South Park and Mm -hmm. the comedy of the time, it was like, well, I'm not racist, so I can say racist things because it's so funny. Yes. And it's like, well... Actually. (laughs) Maybe... 
Maybe being not racist would be to not say it at all. Yeah. Or to not think it. Not even think of that as (laughs) But it was like, not even that, like, or, you know, but I'm not homophobic. I'm super comfortable with gay people. But I can say super homophobic things because you know I'm not homophobic. I'm comfortable with gay people. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm okay with it. Right. I was like, but are are you sure everybody knows that? Because when you say it like that, it kind of sounds like homophobic. I'm I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the subtlety is lost. Like a lot of comedy from that. It's it's edge. It's so edgy. You remember that like edgy period of comedy? And I hated it. I hated it then. It's like a, a what's his name, Dane Cook. Oh yeah. Ugh, gross. Yeah, like the so. And the thing of it was is that I'll tell the reason I didn't like it because I was like, I mean, when when's it gonna be my turn? You know what I mean? Like it was just a matter. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Let it was it was punching down. <laughs> yes, that is a very good way to put it. And I'm going to tell you, I was down. Like, I was not up. Like, you know, it was just yes. a matter of time. Yeah. So I was always just like, I'm just not, I just don't want to draw attention to myself. Well, it, it really, it made it like, it made it okay to um, inflict violence and uh, <laughs> everything bad on people. Um, well, and people still, like, you know, when you, like, on any social media People will say awful things and they'll say it's a joke. I'm like, who's laughing? Yeah. Is if it- you're the only... <laughs> like, first of all, the way a joke operates is it's got to be funny to more than the person saying the joke. So and hopefully not like racist, any kind of phobic people. Also, please be careful who you're gearing those jokes <laughs> towards. Well, and if you're making a joke about somebody, ideally that other person should also laugh. Like that on the joke. It's kind of like um I don't know if you've ever heard of this show. It's called RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mhm. Okay. And I'm just okay. I'm sorry. I'll let the the audience in on this. We're obsessed with that show. Yeah. Have been have been since they put Vaseline on the lens. Oh, first season. <laughs> And Santino was on there. Um, so, I mean, back, 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 back again. I mean. Talk about problematic. Oh, that, yeah. I mean, yeah, that used to be problematic as hell as well. But I, I, I can't even talk about how problematic it is without being problematic. But. <laughs> yep. But the, you know, when you, the reading challenges, here's the way that you know it's funny is that the person being read will laugh at the joke. Right. Like, for example, one of the reads from recently was, um, they said that Ginger Minge was shaped like a deep breath. (laughs) And... (laughs) (laughs) If somebody said that about me, I would die. Oh my god, that's so funny. I mean... (laughs) When I tell you, like, I've been read before, and I've told you this before, but it's still the best read I've ever gotten. It is also true, and I also left. But my friend Drew, God rest his soul, told me, you are nobody's first wife. He was accurate. (laughs) (laughs) Accurate. Oh, you and me both. And it was true. <laughs> Nobody is like, yeah, the, I'm going to try that out the first time I get. No, 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 no. Maybe the second time for funsies. You know, like when you take a first picture and then you're like, okay, second time, everybody has fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. And I'm telling you, it did not hurt me because I know what he meant. And it was hilarious. So these, anyway, these jokes in this movie are not that. No, they are. They are um, again because, but they are a product of the time. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like if yeah. it was remade, I don't think that they would have used that. 
I think it would be done differently. I think that I'm almost positive they would be done differently. I'm positive it would be too because Diablo Cody is a very intelligent woman. And I don't think that she would want to hurt anybody. No, no, no. But, um, yeah, but that's the thing. I, yeah, it would, I think it would be done differently. But it, again, it just goes to show, like, how much we've, we've all hopefully have grown just from that. I mean, what's funny is, um, we have a mutual, mutual friend whose teenage daughters watched this film. And I was like, well, what did they think of it? And they, they thought it was really funny. They liked the line, um, Oh, you're giving me such a wetty. <laughs> <laughs> I liked that too. They uh, did not take it nearly as seriously as I did, or as we are doing it. They well, but that's understandable. You know, yeah, but um, you know, but I do think, you know, like sometimes it's fun to take things too seriously. Um. I think I don't I don't think we're taking things too seriously. I think we're analyzing. Yes, analyzing. That's the word. Yeah. yeah. Um Okay, so you know, Jennifer comes back and what we discover, what yeah. Needy discovers. Yeah. Is that there are some boys that are getting gobbled up. Ooh. <laughs> and when they do, Jennifer shows up looking gorgeous. Yes. She, she's starting to look pale. She's getting a little crabby. Boys get gobbled up in the woods. Jennifer shows up looking amazing. Yes. Hair blowing in the wind. Looking yeah. like your typical gorgeous Megan Fox. Right. I mean, look, yeah, looking amazing. And so mm-hmm. Needy's like, now wait a second. <sighs> I'm noticing a lot of changes. Mm-hmm. And my friend Jen, mm-hmm. um, after she again vomited conscious ooze, um, <laughs> she's been real, been real crazy. I think she can f- maybe fly. Um, <laughs> um, I th- I, we've made out, which is weird. I was kind of into it. That was a really good scene. Look. And I remember even at the time, like, people were like, oh, did the studio make them do it? Like, were they trying? I don't care why they made them do it. I don't think that was a studio thing because the way that it was done was very good. It was like, it was like women appreciating women. Yes. If it fell to me, Mm -hmm. it wasn't like, it It wasn't like, no. No, it felt like just two ladies, (laughs) just two young ladies. There was something, something going on. Mm, They just passion. Yes. Um, longing, longing. Um, we've been wanting to do this for so long for so long you could just see cut that tension with a knife a hot knife through butter hot knife through butter it look it it i was fine with i felt comfortable with that scene yes i thought it would go further <laughs> I'm sure you did. Um, <laughs> you're like, are there? A, is there an extended scene on the DVD? <laughs> um, <laughs> but Fair yeah, way. but it, I'm sure. And you know, and Needy was like, I don't know, is she a demon? Um, so here's the problem. She has she has a moral issue with her being a demon. But what, again, wouldn't have been a big problem for me. No. I, you know, I, I honestly, what I would have told her was like, this is a small town, Jennifer. Like, you need to go to yes. like, you need to go to a bigger town. Are you I don't know caught? where they were in America. Go to the big city near here. They were like in Pennsylvania. I'm like, go to Philadelphia. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do that. 
Like, borrow your mom's car. I don't... You could... Have you never seen a vampire movie? Like, you just... They're always set in small towns. That's Do you know unfortunate. What I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, let the light, like let the right one in. They, you all Every time you're in a small town and you feed on a small population, you're going to get caught. You just need to go to a bigger you city. You say that, and I'm like, wow. Everything I've seen with vampires, they're always in small towns. That's what I'm saying. What you are they doing? Not doing it right. I mean, talk to Lestat. He's been doing mm. it for hundreds of years. True, true, you true. Go, go to a big city. You're crazy. Mm-hmm. But that's she. Mm-mm. But let me tell you where. Let me tell you where Jennifer fucked up. <laughs> yes, please do. Number one, obviously, small town. Number two, they're at the prom. The band that sacrificed her is playing the prom. Mm-hmm. She didn't like, eat them? That's what I'm saying. Those would have been the first fuckers I would have eaten. That's what I'm saying. That's what I didn't understand. Who does she go for instead, Ruth? Chips. Sweet, sweet chip. Now, we skipped over. She did go after a sweet emo boy who did not deserve it. Aww. Um, he didn't deserve Colin. it. Colin. Colin didn't deserve the emo that. boy. No. He didn't deserve it. And the reason he went, she went after him was because Needy had a soft spot for him. Yeah. <sighs> but then that wasn't enough. She still wanted to hurt Needy. Reasons unknown. Which is what she... Anyway, so she goes after Chip, who is Needy's boyfriend. Sweet, sweet boyfriend. Well, and that's the other thing is that... No one believes her, not even Chip. She goes to the library and she researches all this shit at the school library in their tiny little occult section. And she finds out, you know, everything she can about what's going on with Jennifer. And she's like, oh, she's a succubus and this is why it happened. And then she goes and she tells Chip and Chip's like, I don't know, I think you're just really stressed out. You know, have you seen the school nurse or whatever? And, um, And so then... Needy breaks up with him, basically, because she's like, I really need to focus on this. Yeah. We need to take a break. And so he gets upset, and she's like, listen, she's going to try to feed on as many boys as she can, because this is how she gets her energy, is by feeding on boys. You know, by eating them. And she's like, please don't go to the dance, Chip. Don't do it. And what does he do? He doesn't drive or get a ride to the dance. He fucking walks to the dance. Right. Even though she said, don't do it. And this is like, you know, when I talked about it being sort of like one of the oldest templates, you know, the young girl taking, you know, being killed, coming back for revenge. But this is one of those scenes that is very, like, common gothic template to me, mm-hmm. which is... She hears a scream of like the the decrepit like pool house, love it, and they're like connected, yeah. you know, sort of telepathically. It's yeah. very like fall of the house of Usher to me in that way, and um, you know, and so she's running and it's like dark and misty, and it just felt like very gothic in that moment, too. like you in know, the pool in house. The, Oh, no, no, yeah. when she's running? But or? when she's running, yeah, she's running yeah. and it's misty yeah. and she's, like, just seconds too late. Yes. You know, but it, that whole, I think the whole third act feels very, to me, it feels very, like, gothic literature. You know, that, um, you know, you have this creature, this sort of succubus that, you know, that you're sort of, like, linked to like telepathically and you're just running through like this you're running through the forest in the dark and you can you're just by by your sense you know yeah like it's very like 70s horror to me you know it's like Heathcliff it's me your coffee I've come home <laughs> oh you're taking it there oh I am <laughs> let me into your wind what you can't see is that I'm doing a little Water doing a little stance. I'm doing a little capish over here um, right, and so she, like, breaks in that window, does some sort of, 
acrobatic somersaulting through through, through the the twiny windy prickly branches. And again, what I mentioned when we were talking about liminal spaces, and I said a creepy ass indoor pool shows up in Jennifer's body, and here it does. <laughs> yeah. But um, there's a fight scene, but this is not where Jennifer meets her end, but sadly, it is where Chip meets his end. Oh, Chip. But, that, but that's the final straw for Needy. Yeah. She loses her shit. She sure does. You know what so, I loved? I loved it is like when they're like fighting in the pool and the water and stuff. And then Jennifer starts like levitating and Chip was like, oh my God, she can fly. And Needy was like, she can't even fly. She's just floating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some of this movie reminded me very much of like a Heather's. Definitely. Some of the Definitely. like dark humor. Yeah, there's a lot. I remember there's one scene where she was like. Um, she asked Jennifer, what's wrong? And she goes, nothing's wrong besides your obvious surface flaws. Yeah. It, that, like, that felt like very others to me. Yes. Um, but so after Chip dies, she waits for Jennifer to get weak again. And Needy just fucking breaks through her bedroom window. Yes. On the second floor. And, um, has a box cutter. <laughs> Jennifer said to her, what did she say? Oh, you, you do all your shopping. Your murder shopping. Your murder at shopping Home Depot. Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> and what, you know, and what I think is <laughs> symbolic. Cause you say like their connection is like linked. And then when she like pulls her BFF necklace off, <sighs> That's when she falls to the bed and Needy, like, stabs her through the heart. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but what we learn, of course, you know, Needy goes to, I guess, an insane asylum. Because still nobody believes. It would be hard to believe that you had to kill your friend because she's the one that's been eating and consuming young boys. And, you know, you're trying to save people. It's a small town. I would have believed it. Yeah. I mean, surely her DNA would have shown up, right? Did they have DNA testing there? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't feel like their investigations were super thorough, but... Nah. Let's just suspend belief here for a minute, but... um, (laughs) But what we do learn at the end is that needy surviving getting bitten by a demon she has powers Powers. some some powers Mm -hmm. she's not possessed but she she's got a little evil got evil streak in her she's got a little bit of evil in her Mm -hmm. a little evil strength and what do you know that um that knife was spit out the knife that they used to Sacrifice Jen, Jennifer. Spit out from the sure pit. Sure was. From the pit. The what pit? Devil's pit? Devil's kettle. Devil's kettle. The watery and, grave. That's right. So she goes and she finds the I wish I were the killers. And she slaughters them. Yeah. I wish I was the killers. <laughs> she does. <laughs> I mean, when Hole starts playing in a female movie, you know some shit's about to go down. Yes. Lance Henriksen, Lance Henriksen picks her up in that car. She's, like, hitching a ride ah. after, she finds the, after she finds the knife, remember, and she's hitchhiking? Yeah. And the guy that picks her up is Lance Henriksen. I wondered why he was so familiar. <laughs> yeah, because he was Bowser in the Super Mario Brothers movie. It's probably what you know him from best. That is absolutely not what I know him from. Uh, Ruth! <laughs> <laughs> oh, because he was Bowser! <laughs> nah, he was in the Aliens movies and he was in, uh, I think, the first Terminator. <laughs> but he was 
he was Bowser in the live action. Yeah, aliens definitely, definitely would I know him from. Fine. <laughs> Not Bowser. Whatever. <laughs> oh, very obviously you know him from Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh it's pumpkin head blood feud right uh <laughs> you know <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry wasn't he in the x-files too at some point in, like the later season right? well i mean he's in a like he's he's, he's a like a shit ton of stuff He's you, like a sci. He's like a sci-fi horror. Yeah. God. Yes. <laughs> but Bowser was not one of the I'm sorry. <laughs> that's not what I thought. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. That's not what I thought you were gonna say. <laughs> like just skipping right over Alien. <laughs> but what you know from. <laughs> Oh my god, okay. I'm try I was trying to think of like what an example would be. Like <laughs> well, I gave like, you one. I gave you like, a very good one. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger and it was like not the pred like um, not predator, but like not Terminator, but it was like um um I don't Hercules know. in New York. Yeah, girl. <laughs> So Jennifer with body, but I do love, I absolutely do love that there has been, it, that it has achieved cult status. It found its audience. Yeah. So it has been redeemed. And apparently, um, people come up to like, but Megan Fox and Amanda Seyfried mm-hmm. all the time. That is the movie that they connect with them on. That's really nice to hear because, I mean, this movie is really good. And I know that, like, I fucking hate it and I'm so sick and tired of it because I still see it, like, women being pitted against women. And, like, once I see that, I'm like, goodbye. I don't want to watch this. I hate this trope. I don't – it's gross and I don't want any part of it. But, like, I mean, the story is really sad and I don't know. I guess it's still kind of – women being pit against women but not it's not either. because in the last scene she's still avenging her exactly and i think the other thing too is that you can tell even you can tell that she loves her to the very end yeah she does do you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's like and that i think that is all of those relationships, even at like relationships that you outgrow or that you know that aren't good for you, that when you move on or you like set boundaries or even when you cut people out of your life, yeah. it's never because that love has stopped or that you stop caring about them. Mm-hmm. It's because it's unhealthy. Yeah. And I think, you know, this is obviously a metaphor, but you know, it's one of those things where, sadly, like she, like you said, she avenges her. So it's not that she, even though that she hurt her in this way, that she did this as revenge, but because she, even Jennifer was not happy this way. Yeah, absolutely. The, the person that she, that she was no longer Jennifer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was not the one who had done this. They did this to her. Like she was already gone. True. So it wasn't, it wasn't between them. It, you know, it wasn't, if anything, she had done her a kindness, you know? Yeah. She had to. If anybody was going to do it, it was her. But anyway, so now this movie famously had a really popular soundtrack, which, you know, oh. looked that up. But if we, which we do, we make a Spotify playlist. We do. And then we try to impress each other to what <laughs> we would 
put on said Spotify playlist if we were going to make a soundtrack for each movie. Yeah. Do, do you have selections for this? You know that I do. Um, you know I do too. You said that you had some really good ones. I'm going to just, I'll give mine first and I'll be And wild. disappoint me because it's not going to be as good as mine? Okay. Yes, probably. <laughs> Okay, so the first one I picked was um, Best Friend by Saweetie and Doja Cat. Ooh! It's such a good song. And it's oh, like, wow. yeah, it's like total like, I don't know, like it really fit with the movie, but also it's like, don't fuck with my best friend. I love it. I love it too. It's such a good song. Um, and then the second song I chose was Gimme Brains by Bratmobile. Okay. It's like about, you know, like, um, basically, give me a guy with brains, blah, 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 blah. It's just like Riot Girl, good shit. Very Riot Girl. Uh, And then the third song I chose was You Don't Own Me, but it's Joan Jett's version. Nice. Yes. Nice. Thank you. Okay. All right. So I chose I chose three songs, but they're all from the aughts. Okay. Yeah. So um, the first one is Wolf Like Me from TV on the radio. Then um, a Rabbit in the Head uh, Rabbit in the Headlights by Radiohead. But Rabbit in Wait. Your Headlights, maybe. I'm a rabbit in your headlights. Oh, that's not Radiohead. It is Radiohead. They it covered it. It, yeah, oh, okay. it was, I think, Aphex Twin and Uncle maybe did a Uncle. version. It was Uncle. It was Uncle. Yeah, okay. And then Tom York did the... Yeah, vocal. but the cover's so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tom York's version of it is phenomenal. And then in the same vein, um, uh, Tom York and PJ Harvey... Did a duet called "This Mess We're In." Yes, and um, so yeah, I was gonna put that one in there, but yeah, they're all sort of um, <sighs> toxic pairings. Those are good. I know. See, I I, even... I I picked like so many Riot Girl songs because it was like. Uh, I don't know like see i went back to our our like teenage years and i was like what's some badass like best friend song that i could well i told you that uh, like originally i had picked violet and then i was like oh shit <laughs> it's already in the movie <laughs> like i forgot it was <laughs> yeah just time for another day <laughs> you must be thinking of, of bowser <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> he must be thinking of the role he got his most accolades from as Bowser. Bowser and Super Mario Brothers. No. no. That movie is so creepy. I mean, it just terrifies me. Didn't they have those, like, lizard men where their heads were, like, the size of tennis balls? It was so scary. <laughs> How would anybody have seen it more than once? I didn't, but now I want to. <laughs> you must recognize him <laughs> from his Academy Award nominated. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So with that, I want to thank everyone, especially the Super Mario Brothers fans out there, yes, for listening to the show. You can send in your recommendations of music, movies, and shows that you want us to check out. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter at Your Weird Ants. I think it's Your Weird Ants. No, no, no. Just no. Weird Aunties. Weird Aunties. Weird Aunties. It's cute. Mm-hmm. It's cute. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on Instagram at Your Weird Ants. Facebook page at Your Weird Ants. Or email us at yourweirdants at gmail.com or Spotify at your weird ants playlist. We're going to have all this good juicy music on there for you. 
And a it's lot so of good. Riot Girl shit that I picked. Yes. For you to listen to. I apologize. I got really into <laughs> into girls kicking ass. So. Do you have some bikini kill on there? Maybe. Hmm. Okay. So join us next time. I'm not entirely sure where we're headed, so I don't want to. I don't know either. We're headed for something great. It's going to be great. Um, I want, we talked about doing a cruel summer, but there's actually a show out called cruel summer and I don't want to confuse anybody. No, I heard that was really good. It looked really good. Uh, And we could do a hot, wet American summer again. That's also a movie. Um, Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We'll figure it um, out. We'll figure it out and we'll look, we'll let you know. Yeah. But, um, okay. But. But otherwise, yeah, you know, keep tuned and. And I'm your Auntie Ruth. And I'm your Auntie Gina. And we're your your weird weird and... and...